Welcome to The Oral Report, the sexual exploration podcast that goes beyond sex ed, where we share, advise, and make the world a better place. One orgasm at a time. Hey, Caitlin. Hey, Andra. What is up? What's going on? Not a lot. Shall we uh, explore what's turning you on this week? Yeah, let's talk about it. Um, I don't know if this is turning me on, but it's very uh, cute and sex-related. I was on BuzzFeed the other day because I am trash, and... um, (laughs) I think lots of people go on BuzzFeed. (laughs) Yeah, it's good. I'm, like, also on Reddit, so I just feel like Reddit's, like, has a hatred towards BuzzFeed. I think so. Um, But I was looking... What was it even? It was, like weird things that you can buy on the internet. Like, that was the article, and there was this um, teeny tiny, like, I don't know how big was it. It looked like the size of, like, a mushroom that, like, you could buy in the store. Mm -hmm. But it was, like, a jelly kind of, like, small, cute penis with eyes. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) They were, like... Just a little mushroom leaner? Just, like, a little... It's like the smallest, cutest penis with like a little teeny face, and <laughs> it was like one dollar and fifty cents. Oh and my so gosh! So I ordered one. Yes, of course. Well, I ordered two. I ordered one for myself and for my best friend. As you should. <laughs> I got it in the mail yesterday, and I opened it up, and I almost cried. <laughs> like it was so so cute. What like you... I'm almost crying just like thinking about it. What it's do so you cute. do with it? You it's just, just like, like a little statue. Yeah, it's just like a g- squeezy, gushy little statue. It's so funny. Yeah, I love it. Oh, nice. You can buy all <laughs> sorts of weird stuff on the internet. Yeah. It was like an Asian company. Like, the package had, like, weird, you know. Like, Not surprising yeah. in the least bit. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Did you give it to your friend already? Um, I sent it to her in the mail because she lives in New York City. And I, nice. she's been in the UK, so I don't think she's received it yet. But mm. I told her to look out. Well, it'll be a really nice surprise when yeah, she Yeah, I'm it. really excited for her <laughs> to open it. That's fun. Yeah, I think so too. What's turning you on? Um, yeah, so this doesn't really have anything to do with sex. That's fine. But my 30th birthday is a week from Woo! tomorrow. And I am super pumped to be out of my 20s. Wow. Why? Because um, literally everybody says your 30s are better than your 20s. Okay. Like, I'm I've excited. heard it from so many people. And I was at my... Um, my therapist or psychiatrist, whatever the hell they're called, uh, today, and he, like, we were talking about that a little bit, and he reaffirmed, he was like, yeah, Mm. it was, he's like, my 30s were way better than my 20s. And I think it's just because, like, A, you know more. Sure. So you know how to handle situations better, you have more maturity, or at least men have more Mm. maturity. I would hope. (laughs) Yeah. And then also, typically, you know, you start to get further along in your career, and you actually start making more money. I hope. Yeah, all of these things. Yeah, so that's what I'm hoping for. What are you going to do to celebrate? I am going over to my girlfriend's house, Mm -hmm. and my there's four of us that always go out for birthdays, and whenever we can get together, we do. Um, So my one friend who lives with her child and Mm -hmm. boyfriend, The child and boyfriend will be gone, so we are going over there, and yeah, they're cooking me a really nice meal, and we're just going to drink a ton of wine and eat dessert. Oh my gosh. And probably do it in sweatpants. That is, that sounds perfect. I know. I'm very excited about it. That's how I want to celebrate every birthday. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 
So you might have seen from our show title this week that our topic is masturbation. So we thought we might start you off with a brief history of the act. Where do we begin? Um, well, my findings were that the first dildo dates back to 28,000 years ago. Yep. Um, it was found in what is now known as Germany. Oh, yeah, because they're freaks. Yeah, Germany. they're freaks, <laughs> or so we've heard. I've never been. Mm -hmm. um, and also in ancient Egypt. So I guess the god Adam was thought to have masturbated the world into existence. So that was like oh. the religion. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, sure. and every time he repeated uh, the act, then it was it was so that the year had a good crop. Ah, interesting. So yeah, just jizzing all over. Just all over just all the all farms. Over Egypt. Yeah, mm -hmm. really, really good agriculture in Egypt. Spreading a seed. Yes, the literal seed. <laughs> I know that. Um, of course, I didn't write down the date. Cause, of course, because, you know, like, who knows? Who knows? Um, but that dildos, well, it was in a play, mm -hmm. and Italy was one of the largest makers of oh, dildos. Of course. That's, no one's surprised. Right, exactly. And uh, in the beginning days, they were often made out of wood or leather. Yes. And then anointed with olive oil, Ooh, of course. Yeah. Why not? Um... My research found that Cleopatra, so this goes back to Egypt, mm -hmm. was said to have filled a hollow gourd with bees, and so it would buzz, and she would use that. That seems That sounds a little dangerous. Incredibly elaborate. Yeah, but it, I guess it worked out I for love her. these, like, stories, though. Like, who the fuck's like, going to do that Cleopatra, well, I, I don't think she made it. She probably made her people do it. Of course not. Imagine <laughs> some poor, like, servant just being stung over. Sorry. Over, shoving bees What a shitty job. <laughs> oh, man. The biggest thing that I found about uh, masturbation was hysteria. Yes, yes. Let's talk about hysteria and paroxysm. Is that, it, is that what came next for you? Uh, yeah, that's the, probably the most interesting thing that came next. Although, uh, a little bit about the Kama Sutra and the Tantra. Ooh. That was that was ancient Asia and India. Um, hopefully, someday we can we can talk more about the Kama Sutra. Yeah, but I don't want to don't want to ignore that part of the world. Of course not. Um, but yeah, let's talk about let's talk about hysteria. Okay, so. Uh, I feel like hysteria, let's see. Well, it, it comes from the word for uterus. Yeah. Yeah, so like, essentially, super sexist. Yeah, essentially hysteria is sexual frustration. Mm -hmm. And it's seeing exactly when it dates back. I think like, what was it, 16th century? Oh, ooh. I, like after the Enlightenment, yeah. for sure. But I think it went pretty late because oh, it went, it went on for late. a long time. Yeah, the weirdest thing about this is back in the day, in the 13th century, everyone was jerking off with dildos and having, you know... A really rocking time. Yeah, just like a really great time. I think women had to be like a, like a little bit more like behind closed doors, but yes. they were still doing it for sure. Yeah. And then in the 16th century, women were encouraged to um, women were encouraged to encourage their husbands sure. lost of right or go horseback riding. Oh, so they okay. can get themselves off. Sure, uh, that always then, hurts kind yeah. of my bones down no. there. Yeah, that's I mean, not there sexy. Are bones there. Yeah. And then what I got in the 17th century, that's when decency became a big thing, oh. and then masturbation was considered 
Self-abuse. Yes, I have that in quotes. Self-abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like so odd to me that it went from being like fun and chill and cool and then it got progressively less acceptable. Right. Well, this, at least in my research, came from the Christian church. So like in Europe, everybody shocker. was, yeah, huge mm-hmm. soccer shocker, um, Puritans, yeah. everything. They were trying to like quell the sexual liberation and mm-hmm. the freedom that the ancient cultures had found. They had all these pamphlets about like the dangers of sex and masturbation, all this misinformation. People thought it could cause venereal disease and blindness and yeah really like they would tie children's hands to bedposts and oh it's really bad that's awful yeah um and and then going back to this hysteria thing mm-hmm. they they didn't even believe that women could, could achieve have orgasms, orgasms yeah. right and so they called it a paroxysm instead yes. women were not sexual beings right they didn't have the capacity to in uh, enjoy sex. Right, without, without, at least without a man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think even with, um, from what I was gathering, even when they were having sex with a man, it was not for their enjoyment. Well, no, no, no. And that when the man ejaculated or completed, that they were like, oh, okay, see, that's good. He came, she's fine now. Right. Oh, that, like, then they would, their hysteria would, would calm down. Right, yeah. That they were like, okay, well, he came, so she's good. She's great. Oh, good. I can tell you for sure that's not that's how not that works. true at all. <laughs> In fact, usually I'm like ready for more. Exactly. Yeah. And then the so what I got was that by the early 19th century, that's when treatment oh. came about for hysteria. Okay. Yes. Which essentially was doctors or midwives jerking off these ladies. Yes, these women. Uh, until they came, mm-hmm. and then voila. They are cured. Their hysteria suddenly went away. There is, in fact, a play called In the Next Room or The Vibrator Play, which is amazing. Like, <laughs> you should that. read it. It's great. Yeah. It's by one of my favorite authors. Her name's Sarah Rule, and it is all about the invention of the vibrator and that entire process. It's really, really, it's really funny, and it's really good. That's amazing. Yeah. So, and then one of the, well, this is how the invention of the vibrator came about mm-hmm. is because these doctors had lines of women outside <laughs> waiting sure. to be cured of their hysteria. And so there's like early medical papers of like doctors, um, yeah, basically in journals of medicine, like bitching to one another, like, my hand hurts. Oh, God. <laughs> my sure. hand keeps cramping with sense. all of these hysteria patients, which. Yeah, that would happen. The doctors must have been, like, pretty good at it. What happened? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so because they were getting hand cramps, they decided to invent the vibrator. Mm -hmm. Um, And we are looking at a picture. Maybe we can include this in in the show notes. I'm sure there. Take a photo. This looks like... It looks like a hair dryer. Kind of, (laughs) yeah. It's... A little device that goes over uh, your hand. Not sexy. And then I assume just vibrates your fingers. Mm, oh. Oh, see, I thought this, like, large bit on the end. Uh, okay, no, that makes more sense yeah, to me. Yeah, no, I think it just, like, vibrates uh, your hand uncontrollably. Oh. <laughs> oh. I mean, you still have to, like, move your fingers around. And look at this oh, that sweet little surely guy. surely looks like a hairdryer to me. And this does. Vibricking. But um, the biggest breakthrough in mm-hmm. vibrators was when electricity was invented. Well, sure. Obviously. Yeah. And so that actually kind of revolutionized it because I think previously a lot of them were water powered. 
Oh. Which I'm assuming just had to be gigantic contraptions. Right. And sometimes they would explode or just oh. have negative consequences. Sure. That would just ruin the whole experience. Sure would. <laughs> Talk <laughs> so, about a boner kill. Exactly. <laughs> and um, I remember reading, like, that a lot of these vibrators, they were called personal massagers. Okay. Which they... Still are Oh, today. yeah, my Hitachi's advertised as a personal massager. In fact, it looks, like, pretty similar to most of the stuff that was coming from that that time. But then it just, yeah. But then it kind of makes me question, like, so everything that's in, like, Sharper Image right now <laughs> as a personal yeah. massager, is that really just a vibrator? Wait, what are we doing? Because, <laughs> I mean, come on. How is that going to massage a knot out of your back? True. Although I, I do use my Hitachi sometimes for my body. Okay. I know a lot of people with fibromyalgia really use that. Oh. I <laughs> like, it's just kind of like a, I killed two birds with one stone. Sometimes I'm like, oh, also I have this knot in my back <laughs> and it's, like, really nice. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, but they were, I mean, these, these vibrators used to be advertised in Sears. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, all sorts of that stuff. But then once the movies came about, Porn was invented. Right, so we didn't we didn't need that anymore. Because of course, once we were able to film ourselves, we automatically just started filming each other having sex. Great. But they would use these personal massagers right. in sex, and then it was being depicted as women enjoying it, and then everyone was like, wait a minute. Revolutionary. These aren't personal massagers, <laughs> these women are getting off. Oh, no, how could they? I don't want to skip over um, Dr. Harvey Kellogg. Oh, I don't know please. if you've oh, heard. Yes. Um, most people have. Turns out, not so much of an urban legend. It's true. Um, he created Kellogg's cornflakes mm-hmm. to prevent masturbation. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know that. Yep. He was avidly... He was a doctor. I don't know what he was a doctor of. Mm-hmm. He was avidly against masturbation. Um, again, like, this was what... This was, like, in the 19th or... In the 1900s, mm-hmm. he thought it would cause impotence, infertility, cancer, epilepsy, insanity, and even death. In fact, he advised some parents to provide a circumcision to their children without anesthesia to break what that habit. Fuck? Yeah, how fucked up is that? Oh, really bad. Wait, just just for boys though? I mean, I guess just doing... for boys. Yeah, they weren't doing female circumcision. I, I hope not. Oof. Yeah. Boy. And then and then after the 1950s, that was when uh, the sexologist. Kinsey, Dr. Kinsey, mm-hmm. released studies that suggested that it was actually good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Shocker. Yes. And it's just taken, uh, let's see, what year is it? 50, oh. 60, 70, about 70 years. Right. At least, like, in recent history, but, like, really 28,000. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we're still working on it. We're still working towards the goal. Generally, I'd say it's more acceptable now, but... Right. Dear God, this is still an uphill battle. This is, yeah. It's insane. Still a problem. It's still an issue. <laughs> um, yeah, so then I guess really when, like, feminism came about, because it said that vibrators were actually hard to find mm-hmm. until the feminist revolution in the 1970s. Well, I'm sure they were hard to purchase, mm-hmm. too, because you can't just, like, roll into your grocery right. store and get one without nope. somebody being like, well, you can what now. are you doing? You can now. <laughs> <laughs> they have those really cheap, like, fingered vibrators you can get. Have you ever used one of those? No, but I have a friend who did. She said it was fine. Yeah. This was a long time ago. Yeah, I, I've used it, and I think I used it once, and then I was like, okay. Nah. That yeah. was, that that was that sort was of it. just like using my finger. Exactly. Exactly. All right, so talking about children. Yes. And masturbation. Yes. The topic goes hand in hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what I found is that most children start masturbating around the age of four. That really makes me feel 
better. It does. It really does. I mean, I only discovered this a couple months ago talking with my girlfriends and being like oh shit okay yeah you guys do that too cool yeah I remember googling and just being like is this okay I mean later in life being like am I is something wrong here and like no no I never felt like it was wrong Mm -hmm. I just like figured it out figured out you know it's like self-exploration later sure I definitely started getting myself off early yeah like definitely like maybe three yeah well I would yeah. And, of course, you do it, like, in front of your family members. Yeah, which, you know, maybe not, but I don't know. My parents were not into it. They were they would get really mad at me. My dad especially would, would get really upset. Okay, because I remember my parents, like, kind of laughing about it. They, ha- they had a name for it because I would go, like, stiff straight and, like, <laughs> lay on my – lay on my hand. Right. Obviously, it feels good. Right. Still does. Right, yeah. Um, but I would go, like, so stiff straight that if they would try and pick me up, I would just, like – Stay like that, so they called it rigor mortis. Oh my gosh! No, my parents were not amused. They would, they would yell. Well, they thought I had to poop. They would be like, "Do you have to poop?" Like they clearly knew I didn't have to poop, but they'd be like, "Do you have to poop?" And I'd be like, "No." No, excuse me, I'm getting myself off. Yeah, I would have to like be really careful about it, and like even if I was doing it in my own bed, if they like heard me, they would like come. It was really strange. Oh my gosh! Finally, I guess like one day, my mom was like, "Oh." This is just something like we do that feels good, and like we do it in private. And it was. And like, you're like, yo, I'm oh, doing it in private. Okay, <laughs> get out well, of my right, room. <laughs> right, eventually I was, but I don't know. There was not like a clear like this is fine, do that. Right. I, I was really kind of like shamed for it, and like it was not. It well, wasn't okay. That's a shame it that was you were ashamed. Shame. Yeah, it felt shitty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, because I don't. I never felt like. I mean, I. I definitely sensed that my family was, like, awkward about it sure. when I would do that because, like, they would get all, like, you know, weird. But they never made me, like, feel bad about it. That's really good. Yeah. So parents, um, advice, because your kids are probably going to masturbate. Like, they I will. hope they do, and they will. They should. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, it's it's healthy, it's normal, and it should only be discouraged in public. The yeah. experts are pretty much all on the same page. It's not an indicator of abuse or perversion. Up to a third of preschool-age children discover masturbation while exploring their own bodies. Mm-hmm. It feels good. Um, the only time where it becomes a problem is if it's because they're unhappy or anxious or or they're reacting to an event, so it's making them feel better. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's really it. They can explain that it's something to do in private or in bedtime or in their own rooms. Um, maybe don't check on them because that's weird. Yeah. Don't ask them questions about it. Uh, if they're doing it in public, like obviously yeah. distract them, have them do something else. Um, but only because it's something that is private and they should yeah. have concern for other people's feelings. And it's it's really, it's okay. I think yeah. it's going to do so much more harm to shame them about it than it is to let it keep happening. And, mm-hmm. and that's my advice coming from somebody that was shamed for it and yeah. Well, and the only thing that I found that maybe pointed to, you know, where you may suspect that there's been abuse is if they've been told repeatedly, this is a private thing, we don't do this in public, and mm-hmm. they continue to do mm-hmm. it in public. Sure. So almost like sexual, I don't want to say like disobedience, because that sounds yeah, weird, that sounds but like, <laughs> you know, when they've been told lovingly. Right. We do, you know, this is something we do in private, and it's just not sinking Maybe in. Maybe then therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least talking to them. Right. right. Trying to see what's up. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's definitely instances of, you know, abuse and things like that with, like, kids being sexualized too young. Sure. Because, I mean, we had a creepy neighbor. Oh, no. Who, yeah, used to teach us how to, like, how people had sex with Barbies. No! Mm -hmm. No, no, no. What happened to him? Uh, I don't know. Nothing, he he never, I don't think he ever actually, like, did anything illegal. Mm -hmm. But he definitely was very open about sex around kids. Just like walking thin ice, yeah. Yeah, and it was weird. Advice for parents, or or at least... Well, I mean, we were very, very quickly not allowed to go back over there. Sure. But I've tried to think about it, like, did that have any impact on me? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like sex was really kind of exposed to me at a pretty young age because of that. Sure, yeah. And I had older sisters as well, so, you know, they had the wherewithal and knew what was going on. But, like, I don't know. I can't help but feel like that definitely impacted my own, like, sexual exploration in some way. I'm sure it did. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever have anything creepy like that go on? I don't. Nothing that comes to mind. I've often wondered if I've like blocked something out, but right. I really, I really don't think so. It was mostly just like I had so many questions that weren't being answered, and I think a lot of the time, like I had to kind of figure it out for myself. I mean, my I, I asked initially, like when I wanted to know about sex, mm-hmm. where puppies came from. I like didn't understand. Hey, I like wanted go. to know like. <laughs> you make a dog uh, and I, they, I just put two and two together I don't there was nothing weird there yeah well and then I had um, I was being sexually harassed and mm-hmm. assaulted by a fellow kindergartner oh yeah so kids are creepy so yeah okay that happened to me sure but I, I, I think this was like different like mm-hmm. I remember getting to the point where we had to get the principal involved oh, no. and nothing was ever done about it mm-hmm. and so that makes me think that he had been exposed to, you know, sexual assault in some way. Yeah. Because we were just so young, and I remember he used to, like, stick his hand down my shirt Mm. or, like, come up behind me and, like, grab, you know, my crotch, Mm -hmm. and it was, you know, just very unwanted. Or be, like, a little creeper, and when we'd be at nap time, would come over and, like, start molesting me. Oh, no. I think any form of unwanted touch, especially in young kids, is just so, like, that is such a indicator that there's something going yes. on. Yeah, and then the the real crowning moment of it all was when, you know, because, like, every kindergarten room has a little bathroom mm-hmm, attached yeah. to it. So he brought me in there with him, which, first of all, I was like, um, boys and girls should not be in here at the same time. Right. <laughs> and he walks over and unzips my pants. No, bro. And then turns over to the corner and unzips, he's like, you know, fiddling around with the zipper. And I go, what are you doing? And he goes, don't look. We're going to have sex now. No, we're not. And <laughs> I go, I don't even know what I said. I think I just opened the door and walked out. Good. And there yeah. Were, yeah, there were kids like that in my elementary school. There was like the rumor that, you know, like they did it in the slide. And like, no, probably no, they did it, but like didn't. not okay. And they were definitely some kids that had some like latent issues. Yeah. 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 But I just feel like, and I, I feel like I had a very, adult mindset about it. Mm -hmm. I remember, like, very distinctively, like, in gym class, we were playing some tag game, and he came up behind me and stuck his hand down my shirt and then had his hand on my crotch Mm -hmm. and looking at the gym teacher, and he was looking directly at us, and I just remember thinking, do something. Right, help, what? Yeah. I hope that today people are maybe a little bit more educated. Yeah, it was fucked up. Yeah. But, um, back to masturbation. Yeah, masturbation. (laughs) All right, so talking about some of the 
complete misconceptions of masturbation, I came up with some really interesting things that people think happens Please. when you masturbate too much. Mm. So uh, one of them, I mean, it was called an evil practice, mm-hmm. but I think that's still very prevalent yes, in some. in some cultures, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so habitual masturbation can lead to back pain, mm. hair loss. Oh, Difficulty having normal sex, okay. premature ejaculation, mm-hmm. weakened pelvic muscles, oh. unable to support vigorous sexual acts, mm-hmm. uh, physical exhaustion, of course, because you've been jerking it so much, right. you can't do anything can't. else. You have to just lay there. The just have to lay day. there. Uh, your inability to control the release of urine. Oh. And lastly... Rectal worms. Rectal worms? What is a rectal worm? I don't know. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't know. Well, stop jerking off so I much. I can't. I can't stop. And you won't get rectal worms. <laughs> so, Do I have rectal worms? <laughs> <laughs> so this is obviously all bullshit. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I get where some of it's coming from. Like, yeah. sure, like, you can jerk it too much and, like, be sore. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what kind of crazy positions you're getting into. Like, right. don't hurt yourself. Well, and one thing that I do know that this is more common in boys Mm -hmm. than it is in women, um, that they get themselves used to really, really rough Mm. masturbation. True. Like, I mean, I've heard about boys sticking their dick between the um, mattress and... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and like, what's that, box spring? Yeah, ow. And that sounds very painful. Sure. um, And just that they need to, like, retrain themselves for the sensation. Uh, sure, that makes sense. You know, that they, they went way too hard, literally. Right. <laughs> and now just need to, like, retrain themselves. Like, okay, you can actually get off from normal touch. Quote, unquote, sure. Qu- yeah. yeah, normal. At least um, lighter touch. Lighter, yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. But uh, rectal worms, I don't think that one's mm, been... I don't think that one's been scientifically proven. I don't think so either. I think, like, really, if you want to masturbate, masturbate. And, like, if you don't, then mm-hmm. fuck, just don't do it. Then don't. Don't. It's, it's okay, but don't tell me not to. Exactly. Don't lie. Just be like, mm, I, don't, I don't want to. Right. And I, I'll probably leave you alone about it. Well, yeah, and don't shame people about no. it. No. What's the point? No point. Back off. Don't feel better about yourself. Exactly. Either way, don't. Don't. Yeah. Some Go over some benefits. benefits here, dispelling those myths. Ooh. So benefits. Um, women who masturbate in adolescence are more likely to achieve orgasm in their sex lives when but they mature. Yes. And I think probably just in general, if you masturbate, and exactly. yes, this is proven as well, like you know what you like, you're going to be more more apt to achieve it, be mm-hmm. sexually satisfied in the future. Uh, I don't know if there are any like real studies on this, but masturbation in men has been linked recently to preventing prostate cancer, I which read that as well. I think again, like has to do with like you're familiar with your body. Um, yeah. Well, when, oh, that's yeah, for sure. You can like tell when there's issues. Right. Like, oh, that's a problem. I'm touching myself, and like and that feels weird. Not, yeah. Well, and what I saw this was um, from Men's Health, mm-hmm. but said that men who ejaculate five times a week. Mm-hmm or at least five times a week, Solid. are a third less likely to develop prostate cancer. Oh, and then, right, and then I read it was because um, they're dispelling, like, like old old stuff. Because it comes out, this, you know, the same hole, so you're getting rid right. of all the all the stuff it's that you maybe don't want in there. Cleansing yeah. the pipes. Mm-hmm. Cleansing, there you go. <laughs> um, it can relieve menstrual cl- cramps for yes. people with uh, uteruses and vaginas. Uh, Although, I have to say, 
if you are a partner of somebody with a uterus. Yes. And they are cramping badly and feel like shit during menstruation. Do not be a little dick and right. say, <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, well, let's, let's just have sex and you'll feel better. No, I want to do it usually, like, myself. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. Yeah. Uh, Unless you want to have sex. Sure, then, like, do that. Then go for it. But uh, I did have a boyfriend say that once, and I wanted to punch him in the face. Sure. Get, go away. <laughs> it can help you sleep. Um, it can yes. ease headaches and pain, reduce stress. Uh, uh, it said that it can re- uh, release or reduce the risk of cervical cancer because the cervix is flexed, which again kind of goes back to like cleansing the pipe. So it allows the bacteria and carcinogens to move through the body and out. Nice. Uh, what else? Reduces the likelihood of a heart attack because it increases blood flow and circulation. Okay. And dispelling specifically the myth about weakening your pelvic floor muscles. That it's, is it total BS. Exact it does the exact opposite. opposite, you guys. It helps your pelvic floor stay strong. And healthy, healthy, which is ties right into retaining your urine when you get exactly. older. Yes, um, and having babies if you want babies. Yep, um, it can prevent STIs, and uh, because you're again like more likely to spot something yeah. weird. Yeah, so maybe not prevent, but at yeah, least you can you 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 can find things. Yeah, better. it helps you. Yes, be a better yeah mm-hmm. caretaker of your parts. Exactly. Um. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about this orgasm gap, which I on doesn't surprise me, but like no, confirmed now. Uh, so the orgasm gap, a 2009 study found that in their last sexual encounters, 91% of men achieved orgasm compared to 64% of women. Uh, not shocking any woman anywhere. No. But now it is down on paper. We know. The facts are there. The facts are here. We need to demand that it happens for us. I think, honestly, so one of the things that I read about, like, um, getting yourself off as a child is that typically they don't, kids don't start incorporating objects Mm -hmm. into masturbation, but I did. Did you? Yeah. When I was younger, like, not, like, four. I remember... Being, object like insertion or objects yeah. like okay like insertion because I remember I used to just like use fingers and mm-hmm. then like then I was like wait I can put my fingers inside of me and then I was like that's amazing what if I put something else inside I didn't like, even know I had three holes until I was like in middle school yeah I yeah <laughs> I don't think so either <laughs> yeah yeah funny. I didn't know that yeah <laughs> anatomy was lacking wow yeah, shocking I know but yeah I mean I started like I mean I guess I started owning my sexuality at a very young age and I wasn't afraid to like explore and I am definitely in that group that does get off yeah I feel like I have very good control over my orgasms and you know I can multiple or orgasm multiple times oh that's amazing yeah I don't know if I've ever I mean by myself I have but I don't know if with a partner really oh yeah I don't I don't know yeah I can I can come over and over that's really great i know it's wonderful but i think there's also you know the the mythical orgasm that you know a lot of women feel like they can't oh that they can't achieve is about kind of letting go sure you know like exploring yourself and then just fully letting go and not worrying if your face looks all crazy and yeah i'm making weird noises or you know i never feel weird like if somebody else is is touching me or like performing an act like some act on me like i don't care like i'll make whatever noises and faces Mm -hmm. i have never masturbated in front of a partner 
Um, like seriously masturbated? I have touched myself vaguely mm. in front of partners. I and I've had people who really wanted me to do it, and I just I can't. You're just I, not I can't comfortable bring myself doing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like that is because, like, you know, with a partner, if I'm like touching myself for them. It's more of an act, like that's true. You know, yeah, I'm like trying to turn them on. Yeah, because like when I get myself off, honestly, I lay on my stomach. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. And so it's not a very sexy yeah, look. It's you not know, cute. like I pull my jeans down and like I'm yeah, gr- gross. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you're not gonna get a sexy angle. You really want to see me get myself off? Like it's not gonna be hot in the sense that you think. Right. I and also, but like yeah, I get it. Like it's a very private thing yeah it feels kind of private and like yeah. maybe that all stems back to like my weird shame about it maybe. but like yeah I just I don't know it feels, it feels weird why don't you just do it for me yeah you do it well I mean <laughs> I, I see the attraction and it being hot so yeah. you do it or you know how do you get yourself off you know? <laughs> that I get like yeah. if they're having trouble and they want to like see yeah but. Yeah, I think it's a it's a touchy thing, but like mm-hmm. mutual masturbation can definitely be like super hot. Yeah, I'd, I'd but love if you're doing to do it that. yourself next to each other, maybe that's what you need. Is that you need them jerking off next to you? Oh yeah, I think I would feel much better about that. That would help. That yeah, would help a lot. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. We figured it out. Problem solved. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so my one of my favorite benefits besides stress relief and better mm. sleep mm. from getting off um, oxytocin right so that provides pain relief and accelerates healing in your body Got it. so which is released when one of the you... feel good hormones exactly mm-hmm. yeah and then also the release of DHEA which is a hormone um, and I cannot even begin to a- attempt to pronounce the real sure let's word. not try it's like 14 letters um, but when it is released, it can help boost your immune system. It can help improve cognition. And the Mayo Clinic did a study that said that DHEA may help treat depression, obesity, and osteoporosis. Oh, interesting. Wide variety Wide there. Know. I don't know. But I think those are good enough reasons, those are great reasons. for me to keep doing Same. it. Same. I think I'm going to keep doing it. I, I did it twice already today. <laughs> <laughs> it was in a bad mood earlier. Kinda well, helped. you got to put yourself in a better mood. Yeah, it, it, See? it helps. On, it's on the t- It's thing. on the list. Yeah. And it worked. It did. I feel better, for sure. Oh, I'm going to probably, I'll put some some references in there, so yeah. you guys can do some more reading if you want, or like, if you don't believe us, then you can see it's coming from real sources. Yep. Um, yeah, I have some, some links. Thanks for listening to The Oral Report. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Oral Report or email us at the Oral Report Podcast at gmail.com to have your questions answered in a future episode.